It is loud. Just here. Hope that the, the internet is good today. Am I in focus? Well. All right. <clears throat> well, welcome to the live stream, everybody. The Train Like a Ranger live stream, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep. I'm Daniel Burnett, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, and James Tony, wave high. I guess. Certified Personal Trainer, James Tony. So uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, if you guys have been here before, you know the drill. If you're new, ask us questions and we will answer. Um, Jay, how's everything going? Uh, good, good. This is the first day I've felt um, not sick for the last week. So that's good. Had a little flu. Um, if you guys have not checked out the podcast we put out, I was very ill. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Yeah, you pulled through. Um had to mute myself a couple times and cough, but hopefully that didn't make it into the uh, make it into the podcast. No, no, yeah, managed okay, dude. Yeah, he was in rough shape. He was like taking medicine before we started going uh, with the recording. And then we had a we had a meeting after the podcast. In between the break for the podcast, and then we had that meeting with someone. I had to drive to the store and get more medicine and cough drops so I could make it through the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh emor says sheesh sheesh dude jay, jay don't know about that he's 30 years old i'm 29 i get it dude 29 and a half easy um <laughs> the slippery yeah. slope for you no nah, dude Damn. i'm still hip i'm still hip dude you were never hip is the problem listen i'm bussing bro yeah um <laughs> peasley says yo What's up, Peasley? Uh, <laughs> a lot of people in the chat. What's up, guys? Uh, all right. Tony, can you grow a beard? Uh, I saw that question scroll by. Um, I've actually never, ever given it a legitimate attempt. Um, I don't think I could grow a full beard, um, but I have not given it a significant attempt. Maybe like next winter. I'll uh, I'll give it a try because I'm going it's to school not, right now. During COVID, I probably should have tried it out. Yeah, it's not for everybody, you know. Um, not everybody got the the genes for it, you know. Yeah. Um, you guys know I can. Like you've seen the mm, the mm. posts. Um, mm. and if if anybody tells you anything different, uh, they're lying, dude. Um, but no, actually, I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't grow a full beard. Uh, I've gotten it to where I got a patch here. It drives me crazy because there's a patch here and there's a patch over here. And if I could just get those two things to fill in, I would let it go. I don't know. But, I see these. I see things all the time. Those little like rollers with oil you can use now yeah, to like yeah. open them up or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe I ordered it. I, I don't know. That's what we should do. We should both do it. And then if we grow full beards, we'll get them to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um all right, Ryan Fort. Yes, yeah, I went to Ranger School. Um I've talked about it pretty extensively. Um it's uh I like to tell people about that experience. We talk about it a lot, but it's a it's a tough school. Um 
you know, me and Tony went through uh, RASP, the, the selection. Um, you know, I would say there's a video I did about RASP and Ranger School. That's a good reference uh, on the YouTube channel. But Ranger School is just, it's really an attrition uh, process. It's, um, it's a lot of uh, sleep deprivation, um, um, food deprivation, and um, a lot of patrol patrolling type um, maneuvers. So, um, yeah, it's a tough school. They base it in three different uh, phases. So you have Darby phase, mountains, and Florida. So you kind of get different rain type looks darby's kind of um uh like the woodlands of georgia a little little swampy um mountains is it's also in georgia uh it's in dahlonega but it, i mean those mountains are pretty brutal um so you get a look at mountainous terrain and then you also got florida so you got a lot of sandy stuff um beaches and and swamps um the swamps are pretty brutal out there you also work on uh river type movements and so you get to you get to learn how to be in a leadership positions in all these different um, terrains and uh, environments and um, uh, yeah no it's uh it's pretty brutal. Um, it was a that was the weirdest description of Ranger School I've ever heard. Um, <clears throat> made it sound so easy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about I always. Uh, I always undersell everything. I'm like, yeah, this could be fine, dude. It's no, no big deal. I also love that you're like, you're yeah, like, you go through different terrains, you know, in mountains. Uh, <laughs> there's mountains. Um, so mountainous terrain. Um, <laughs> uh, great A answers every time, dude. Uh, yeah, undersold a little bit. Um, Andrew Phillips has a question, though. Um, I'm a 13 Fox here in Hawaii. Nice. I'm going to Ranger School next month. Last minute tips for the course. Oof. Um, I could not think of a worse place to go to Ranger School from, just because like Hawaii is so nice. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the beaches, you're surfing. It's nice. It's sunny and, um, oof. Yeah, I, I would say that the big thing is, um, you know understanding that it's a marathon not a race so you know they say it's a i always forget 62 days um yes you said a race i was like a marathon's a race so. yeah 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 yeah. you you know what i meant um uh you know ideally you'd be a little more intelligent than me but uh you know for for ranger school really you know understanding that it's 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 an attrition process so you know, they say it's a 62 day school. A lot of people don't consider you also have a pre-ranger course uh, before that. So you go through a pre-ranger course. Um, those can range in lengths and some of them are pretty tough. And then you go into ranger school. So sometimes you're already kind of beat down a little bit before you even go into the school. Um, and then the school, like for me, I did Florida three times. I actually ended up in ranger school for six months. So you know, it wasn't a 62 day school. I always forget if it's 61 or 62 days, but anyways, you know, two month school wasn't that it was six months because of the recycle. So, you know, a lot of people get caught on the recycles. They say, I've heard this before. I actually don't know if this is uh, verifiable, but they say somewhere around, I heard 14% once upon a time. I'm just kind of regurgitating that, but I believe that it's a very small, um, 
number of people that actually make it straight through. And some of that really is just luck. I mean, it's, you got, you got a whole bunch of different factors. You got, you know, your skill at, at leadership, you got, um, you got kind of how everyone else is performing for you, environmental circumstances, you know, um, you know, is it, if it's like trenching, like raining outside, if it's cold, you know, people, it's going to be harder to be in a leadership position during that day. Um, so, you know, there's all sorts of factors also who your grader is some people grade harder than others, you know, so some of Ranger school is a little bit of luck, but, uh, if you're there, if you're there and you don't, you know, you stick with it, then you got a good chance of making it. Just make sure you, you work well with your peers and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's the big thing is selling yourself to your peers is important. Um, you know, so that's something to keep in mind as well. Uh, make sure they're available. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a disclaimer. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, really, I mean, it is, <laughs> you got to show people that you're there to work for them and be there to help people. And, and, um, yeah, so that's, that's my big tips. I mean, it, so a lot of it you're going to figure out just through uh, trial by fire. You know, it, like dudes are going to tell you things. I remember, um, you know, dudes kept telling me, you know, oh, expect this, expect this, expect this. And they, they'll tell you all day long. But really, you don't know until you get there. And you'll figure a lot of stuff out whenever you get there. So just trust in yourself and your ability to adapt. That too. Don't stress it. Um, yeah, keep in mind if that 14% is even sort of accurate, uh, remember that there's going to be a lot of people that don't make it through like the first day, which definitely skews those numbers in a, in a poor direction. Um, but it was a lot of people during, during the rap week. Yeah. I was what I'm saying day one, the PT test. Um, yep. I would picture it though. He keeps saying it's three phases. Mm -hmm. Really? It's like four phases. Like rap week is like its own kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, and <clears throat> rap week is weird. So in Ranger School, like in Darby, don't be selfish. But like in rap week, it's just really, really, really all about you. You just need to focus on yourself, focus on learning what you can in the classroom periods, and then just doing as good as you possibly can on all the events. Um, because that's all the events that you guys prep for. It's going to be right there in the beginning. <clears throat> so the the twelve mile rug march, the five mile run the um you know there's an obstacle course that you go through um if land you've nav. seen surviving the cut yeah land nav is a big one that gets a lot of people you know if you've seen surviving the cut most of that episode is that first week so and then all the other things beyond that they just kind of skim through that like oh yeah they're doing an ambush and stuff like that and it just they kind of like just it feels like kind of skim through that it's, but that's the yeah, bulk of the school i was gonna say it's it's not flashy to like it's hard to you know, to show people falling asleep, like sleep walking. deprivation and hunger to <laughs> yeah. someone watching on TV. You know what I mean? It doesn't look um, as cool. Yeah. But yeah, keep in mind that rap week is kind of its own section. Um, and you need to like really just focus and do your best throughout that whole thing. So like, um, don't worry about, you really don't need to worry about helping motivate dudes on the five mile run. Just like get your head down, get their rap week and then get tied in with your that group that you'll be moving forward with in patrols. You know, once you guys actually bus out to Darby or get out to Darby, uh, if you jump, <clears throat> um, and then, then focus on leadership and patrols and all that stuff. But like really just push yourself through rap week first, um, before you kind of get into the headspace of patrol based options, stuff like that. Yep. 
Um, so William says he's thinking about going to RASP after Airborne. Very cool, dude. Um, I'll so about it, be about it. Right. <laughs> Wojak says, what advice would you give newly enlisted regular <laughs> army who wants to go to regiment but couldn't get it in their contract? Uh, Jay, you want to start with this one? Uh, yeah. So one thing I tell everybody that <clears throat> can't get it in their contract, which, you know, happens, um, is don't, especially if you haven't even left yet or you're going to basic, just don't worry about RASP right now. It's not in your contract. It's not on your track. It's going to be, have to be something that you get. You know, you might be able to volunteer for it along the way. And if that happens, you can kind of uh, attack the situation a little bit differently. Uh, but just focus on what you're learning as you go through uh, basic training and AIT. Uh, airborne if you can get it. And then RASP if you do get it uh, through. Uh, depending on your MOS, you'll be able to volunteer on the way. But focus on learning your job. So learn the army and basic training. And then really focus on learning your job in AIT because both those things are going to get you a long way in conventional side as well as special operations. Um, especially when you go to regiment, it's not like special forces, you don't get a new MOS. So you're still going to be doing that MOS in regiment. So you being the best at your job as you can be before you show up is going to help you and pay dividends in the long run. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as the process side, that kind of advice you know, uh, you will need to put in a packet for RASP. And what, what I could tell you is you're probably going to get pushed back whenever you look to do that. Um, that's pretty typical. Any t I mean, within a unit, whenever you look to go other places, sometimes there's not. But also making sure that you have a good rapport with your leadership at your current unit is probably helpful to be able to do the things that you want to do. So if you're performing like absolute garbage at your current unit and you're trying to drop a, a packet to go to RASP, they're going to want to deny it because they're going to be like, why, why are you trying to go elsewhere? You're not doing well here. Um, so make sure you're doing well. you got good rapport with your current team because it'll help you in the process. Um, some people will probably more likely than not give you flack anyway for trying to go elsewhere because of unit pride and stuff like that. But if, if you really want it, stick with it. Um, you know, be diligent with getting that packet and, um, you know, work your way up the chain of command with it. Got anything as far as that goes? Uh, no, like you'll have to drop a packet, but um, it depends on what your unit you're in. But if you look Excel, you're good at PT, um, then you shouldn't have an issue if your leadership isn't garbage. Um, no leader in the army should ever have a problem with you wanting to... Uh, push yourself to to a higher tier, you know, try to get into special operations or anything like that. Uh, and there are ways to go about uh, jumping leadership if you really, really have to. At the end of the day, you can talk directly to a ranger or recruiter um, and put in paperwork without necessarily there, say. Um, but you shouldn't have an issue doing it with your leaders. They they should be helping you out. Yep. Yep. Um and oh go ahead josh nix just says thanks to you guys i've lost over 30 pounds still can't run a five mile but i can run two miles and six months ago i could barely do a quarter mile hopefully get 68 whiskey option 40 or possibly 18x or 18 delta that's awesome josh uh, Dude, that seriously, is, those are that's seriously awesome yeah crazy gains 
Yeah. You, you know, really that's, that's what pumps me up whenever I see stuff like that. Um, you know, we, we get that stuff all the time through the inbox, people telling us uh, what's going on. Uh, used to be better with sharing it, but you know, I want to share more of that too. Cause it, it's, that's what keeps us going. We get a lot of stuff. Um, and that feedback is awesome. So please keep that coming. Keep up the great work. Uh, really makes this brand what it is. Um, the hockey says, let's get this bread, boys. Let's get it. Uh, how would you compare the food sleep deprivation to a deployment? So from Rafsim from Ranger School versus Ben. Yeah, Ben, Ranger School versus a deployment. You know, it, it really depends on where you're deploying to. Um, you know, I can tell you whenever. So I had two deployments to the Middle East, different places, but um, one was one was very um, orchestrated. So, uh, and the other one wasn't as developed. So, you know, I would say for the first one to Afghanistan, uh, everything, there was no real food sleep deprivation, um, you know, really with either one of them. Uh, things were, things were kind of organized enough to make sure that we had food. We had, whether it be MREs or, um, you know, if you're on an established base, especially in Afghanistan, the way it was, there's, there's whole dining facilities where, uh, you could eat and stuff like that. You know, the, the way that we ran our missions was typically, um, and this changed over the course of the war, but whenever I was, you know, my, my deployment, it was, you know, they would look for targets and we would go, you know, um, how do I put this detain or attack specific targets. So uh that that's how it was orchestrated so usually these missions lasted anywhere from four hours you know to you know so on, on the longer one there was one that took about 10 hours you know but um it really depends because you know there's a lot of people who have different stories i would say a lot of conventional forces uh, a lot of conventional guys have tough deployments where they go out on patrols that is you know uh weeks, months, sometimes, you know, where they're going and setting up an OP somewhere. And, you know, they're, they're, so it, it depends on your mission set too. you know, the, the way that a lot of direct action is um, geared. I'm being careful with what I say, but a lot of it's geared to, you know, go after specific things. Whereas, you know, if you're part of a different force, maybe you're looking to you know, do more of a patrol presence based thing, or um, I don't know. You got you got anything to add to that? Um, yeah. So it it for the most part for regiment, uh, you're looking more at um, like the main mission set was more like high, high value targets, whether that be a person or location, whatever. Um, so usually you were kind of going, doing it, and then coming back, like you said, you know, four hours six hours, eight hours, 10 hours. Um, but there are instances where you have to do uh, longer. Um, so uh, like when I was deployed, we had prepped for um, like a three day outing that we didn't end up going on um, because of stuff and things. Um, but we had prepped for three days and if we had gone out, um, not a lot of sleep would have been had. Um, 
So like the sleep deprivation that you get in ranger school <clears throat> is like a patrol base if you are literally like in a mission. Now granted in ranger school it's for like two and a half, three weeks at a time. But so for three weeks we would have I you would have gotten a, a, maybe a couple hours of sleep um at night at the most. Um and it's also, you know, you'd be out in like not a base so it's probably not super easy to sleep anyways in general um so yeah um you don't get a lot of sleep it just depends mostly on it is realistic sleep deprivation if you are doing something like that for an extended period of time it's more based off though um ranger schools patrol style tactics are conventional warfare style tactics so think like legitimately like what they're doing in vietnam in world war ii like actual patrol bases attacking bunkers moving setting up a new location then going to attack something else and like moving through a foreign territory um in more of a conventional you know older style not as much of the uh you know more guerrilla style hidden tactics that we use in the middle east because we're so much more technologically advanced yeah and in you know, what's kind of cool is I talked with uh, Logan, you know, the RI that we had on the podcast, and they are modernizing a lot of things about Ranger School. Like, they have drones now, um, so they're kind of flying around some drones and things like that. They're just like those cool. styrofoam little heli- – like, <laughs> they just <laughs> – Yeah. yeah the ones but I thought, used to lose on the roof all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It, you pay 70 bucks for those old styrofoam things and then crash them immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were garbage. But anyways uh, – yeah, so you know they they are modernizing certain things about Ranger School, but still they 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 still style it what like very much like Vietnam type tactics, which I think is important, especially with everything that happened with Russia. <clears throat> like that's what war is going to to be like if we fight someone like an course. actual conventional army. Um, yeah. So I I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm just uh, the sleep deprivation is a little bit different. Um, but like Daniel said in the beginning like sometimes during the surge and the initial um part of the war that was probably happening more often Um, but once we got a foothold special operations is uh i sound like arrogant about it but like they're used to do very specific things because it's what they're good at Um, patrols are important i don't want to say like wasted or whatever they're not wasted on but like they just have a different style of mission so like the mission set doesn't really lend itself much to sleep deprivation for the most part yeah and in a lot of ways you know i would prefer special operations deployment style over a conventional style i think in a lot of ways conventional style could be a lot harder especially with like is going out for days and days and you know a lot of unpredictability and stuff like that where you know i'd say in special operations things are very deliberate for the most part i mean things happen again though that's also because we are so much more advanced than the enemy that was fighting in the middle east though even the conventional forces are so much more advanced um so like we won't have um, we won't have as much control over the like area of operations like we did if we fought a more conventional force um so even on special operations you're going to see the upper hand is not going to be as strong I'd be curious, you know, um, God forbid, but, you know, I, I would be curious what that looks like, you know, with, uh, with a more near peer, you know, with our current uh, forces or what that would look like, how, the type of style that it, it would be 
employed as because honestly you know i wouldn't know um how they would do it in today's world you know if we fought conventional so, well i don't not know that i would speak on it anyway but yeah i don't know exactly what um the mission set would look like how it would break down in a special operations because even on the sf side i mean there's only so much coin you can do if you're playing like a conventional you know first world countries military like you're not going into russia to win hearts and minds you know what i mean so I, i'm not sure exactly how the mission sets would break down it would definitely be a be a departure from like what currently is happening and things would have to shift that back to what they were like kind of before the war on terror or we would see a completely new uh, kind of breakdown of how they operate special operations but when i was in 173rd that's all we did um it's all i trained on was conventional warfare like we were out like like attacking trenches digging trenches bunkers um really focusing on like you know anti-armor things like that on the 13th box side um because we were up in europe um, as like the european first line force for the u.s army if anything happened with a nato country um so that was actually my i learned a ton about conventional warfare uh, at the 173rd that's what i tell you know <clears throat> i see some comments from old heads and things talking about you know, they think the new military is weak, weak and stuff like that, which is totally bogus. I th I actually think that the newer uh, dudes going through the military right now, they're getting some really solid training. The way that they're restructuring training too, like the, the infantry guys, I think have now like 22 weeks of training just to get through their initial pipeline. I mean, they're getting an insane amount of training. Then they're going out there and they're, they're starting to gear towards more of a near-peer warfare. So I think these new guys are really tough. Like these kids I see going through, like they're tough kids. They got a tough mindset. So um, I think the I think the military is looking strong. I think we're heading in a good direction. Um, so, well, yeah, it's know. also I think more. Um, there's definitely more of a focus on like um, academics now too. So like you have to not only be in shape, but you really do have to be um, able to learn a lot of information. Um, yeah. I'm just waiting on Halo suits. <laughs> yeah i know what yeah, we're yeah. waiting for all right we got they got the fun going back okay in, you going back in where they get your absolutely i mean it's not gonna matter if my back's broken if i'm in a exoskeleton yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds good dude um you just jump out of the airplanes just in the suit no more parachute yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man um uh, Wolfpit says I joined a virtual ruck marching group via Twitter, and it's kicking my ass lately, especially now considering the weather here in Indiana. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I don't think I ever would have imagined that I would read the sentence. I joined a virtual ruck marching group via Twitter in my whole life, if you would have asked me <laughs> that like 27 years ago. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I actually I've seen some of those those like groups where like you kind of track and like you even they were doing virtual races and stuff. Um like especially during COVID when all the races got canceled and stuff, those are super cool. Um but yeah, it's cold outside. I went outside today, it was 32 degrees. I live in Alabama. Okay. Now I'm sick, so I wasn't gonna run, but do you, you know how much it hurts to run in the cold? <laughs> <laughs> Just like it's like knives in your throat, in your lungs. It's awful. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. We had a boss that anytime it was inconvenient outside, that's when we were running. I mean, granted, he would just run all the time, but he's like, "Oh, it's raining outside. Oh, it's cold." It's funny because of that. 
because of that, when I got to the 82nd, when I had my team, if it was raining, my dudes knew I wasn't, we weren't doing hard PT that day. Like I wasn't going outside to run in the rain. I was like, I'm a, I know, but I don't have to do that anymore. He made me hate that so much. Dude. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, we're not, we're not going over a run today. It's raining. Darn yeah, Tony's man. not bringing us for a run today. <laughs> and they were right. Uh, Ethan says, just bought your advanced military prep program. Uh, thank you very much. Hope it does well for you. If you have any questions, reach out and keep us posted. Yes, please do. All those things. Isaac says, do most guys in regiment have apartments? Um, and for the guys who don't, is housing similar to the conventional forces or do you live with uh, conventional guys? Um, it's going to work the way the housing works. What I will say is it works a lot similarly to how it would in the conventional units as far as when you get a housing allowance and things like that. Now, I would say that barracks, unless you're in third bat, the barracks are typically nicer. <laughs> They're not, yeah. I don't know if they've, if they, I mean, it's been a while since I've, I've been uh, down there, so they could have gotten new ones. I think then. they might've gotten new ones. I, I think, think I heard they were in the works of getting new ones at one point. Their old ones were not good. Um, no, they were pretty rough. Um, so yeah so i can speak on this um i didn't live in the barracks in the conventional army until italy which is a whole kind of different thing just because it's hard to get a housing allowance there um so the barracks are a lot nicer in regiment um you like have like in first bed for example we had our own bedroom bathroom shower and you only shared like the kitchen space but most of the square footage was like in your, like the two bedrooms and the bathrooms. Um, on the flip side of that coin, like in the 82nd, for example, most of the square footage was in the common area. So like the bedrooms were closed off, but they were smaller and you shared a bathroom, which sucks by the way, absolutely sucks. Cause like, I didn't have to do it um, in Bragg, but I did in the 173rd, it sucks. Like you get back from PT at the same time. Everything happens at the same time in the army. So like, everyone who wants to shower at the same time, it's very frustrating. Um, so yeah, it was super nice having your own shower in uh regiment. But like Daniel said, unless you're married or um an E6 or above, I think, uh you live in the barracks. But in regiment, um, if you are a NCO in the barracks, you get like you're supposed to get a full room to yourself. Uh it doesn't happen often though. They don't like don't have the space. Like it's like a rule, but they don't usually have the space. So there are perks to being a higher ranking person in the barracks. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I did move out of the barracks. Uh, me and a guy split up, split a duplex. Like we, there was two, two bedroom duplex. So we did do that, but it was coming out of our paycheck. So, I mean, you, you can, but um, came out of our paycheck. Uh, okay. Got any on your end? Uh, yeah, yeah um josh nick says is swimming the only difference in prep for uh buds versus rasp i'm not interested in being a seal but it'd be interesting to hear you guys talk with a seal about prepping for each pipeline that would be interesting i don't know if i um really know any seals that well like i have I've worked with them and stuff but i don't i don't know any that well so um, my brother-in-law's uh he, he was navy swick so he was a swick vet so it, he knows, like he knows seal. seals. 
yeah. yeah. Um, same pipeline. So they do go through uh, not 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 all of buds, but it's weird because they kind of go through part of buds together, from what I understand, and then split off. Like the sweet guys split off, kind of do their own section of training, and the seal guys continue through buds, obviously, and then all the uh, other stuff. So you know, there's you know, I could have uh, you know someone he knows on, or um, you know, I'll talk to him about it. That, you know, yeah, that'd we be can have a sweat guy on there, but we've been talking about that. We want other guys on and stuff, um, kind of talk about their advice. But you know what we say um, is the the advanced military prep program and the TLR warrior program. They would work for any special operations because you're you're talking about well rounded fitness. We also have a swimming option in the TLR um, warrior program, so you know um, you could substitute the cardio. Um, if you're using something like the advanced military prep program, you could use, you substitute the cardio for swimming. Um, so instead of sprints on the ground, you could do sprints in the pool. You know? So, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. That is the main difference though, is, is you're going to do a lot of the same stuff. There's just going to be a larger emphasis on swimming and buds. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that is like the, the only major difference and all around fitness is still helpful, but obviously getting in the pool is going to something that's important if you're if you're looking to be a navy seal um you want me to keep going uh so kelly says uh during the push-ups on the ranger fitness tests are you allowed to extend to a wider form ben kelly's cheating dude if you are you still breaking 90 degrees <laughs> all right yeah uh and full lockout at the top yeah as long as you're getting you know elbow full elbow extension and then breaking that 90 um should be good we actually talk about in our pt test video how i would actually do that i do push-ups closer and then i would change my hand positioning i'm kind of changing the degree of my elbows and slightly you know the the muscles that are involved so kind of changing up some things i talk about that um i would change my hand positioning you know kind of flare my elbows out and then i'd bring them back in so you know um sometimes it's a little bit more chest sometimes a little more triceps so again changing the muscle groups uh and then I would also talk about breaking up reps and stuff like that. So a good video for you to reference is our PT test improvement video. That is, uh, I got really in depth with what I would recommend to perform better on the PT test. Also give tips to get more numbers. Um, and I break down why. So I really go into the why. So that's a good video to reference on our YouTube channel under the trainer talk section PT test improvement yeah um and most of the time like e even in regiment like the last like 30 seconds of the two minutes of push-ups the graders are usually a little bit more lenient too because they're struggling but yeah i always used to start like normal with and then i would go far then i would go all the way close um and just kind of and then yeah just Whatever I could do to maybe hit a different muscle at the towards the end where I because push-ups were always my um my lowest. Like I could max out my run and my sit-ups, no problem. But um and now at one point I had the push-ups good too, but a lot of times I was like one or two above a hundred on push-ups. Like I was I like had mapped it out and just I was able to get max and like that was it. Like I just it was it was rough. Yeah, I usually I, I did pretty good. I, I would usually get um, 80 to 85 on push-ups and then 80 to 85 setups. So mine were about the same. Actually, I will say for a while though, I struggled on 
setups to max. Like I would get right, pretty much right at max or sometimes I get uh, two over. So for us, it was 78. Um, oh, yeah, I was doing like 100 range. setups. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't as good at the setups. Yeah. I would get 78 to 80 uh, in those two minutes. But I, later I would get, I got more in the 80s. So Yeah, once I learned how to do the setups, I could... We talk about that as well. Yeah, the only a, restraint on my sit-ups number was time. Like I was just like, I, like I, as quickly as I could do them. Like I was doing, I could do like a hundred PTs. I was like, yeah, we had a guy like that who just he, he wasn't as good at the push-ups. He couldn't even max the push-ups because so he got chewed out for that a lot. But um, but his sit-ups were insane. This guy would get yeah, like a hundred, like you said, like sometimes, sometimes. But this guy was like. Unlike it was so abnormal because sometimes he'd get like 115. Like, yeah, he was he, like yeah. insane. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, Pete says, by the way, your program got this old man through the police academy. He was in third bat and says those were the best days. Uh, Pete, dude, thank you for the support. That's awesome, man. I'm super pumped to hear that. Uh, congratulations. So, I'm, yeah, congrats. Yeah, your success is your own, but I'm very, uh, makes us feel very well, we, good. We'll take a little bit of it too. It's fine. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll take it, dude. Uh, yeah, no, that means a lot. That means a lot you would think of us. Uh, on the same vein of PT tests, Wyatt Cosby says, what is the rest time between events for the PT test push-up sit-ups two-mile? Um, so I don't know. There's, there is like a number in the actual manual, I'm pretty sure, like a minimum amount of rest that you're supposed to be able to get. Um, but really, it just depends. You pretty much just break down into lines and then – everybody goes and does push-ups, and then once those are done you just do sit-ups so it just depends on how many people are in your line usually the lines are like five six seven people um unless you're in regiment and you're at 13 fox and you're just doing it with your team and then it's two people um so the rest time is very very minimal um but yeah usually it's like like five to ten minutes depending on because uh, like they do two minutes there's the little gap Two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. So it's like six to ten minutes usually in between at least. Um and then I think it's like uh no, maybe maybe ten minutes to break before you guys start the run. Um but not yeah. You're not yep. like going back to back. Yeah, no, he's right. Yeah, depends it, on the it, day. Really, I would I would estimate anywhere from uh Two to four minutes, you're at, I would say four minutes. You're probably gonna get at least four minutes between each event. Um, probably yeah. and probably longer. Except um, when I like I just when I was in Afghanistan, we took PT tests, like it would like we would go with the privates to take the PT test and the team leaders would grade us, but there was a grader for each person. So we'd do push-ups, then we'd do sit-ups, then we'd run <laughs> and finish our run to the um bar and then do pull-ups so yeah, yeah those yeah. were rough times yeah those were the dark times um but at any type of selection or school or something like that you're gonna get like adequate rest yeah um any type of like actual event oriented graded pt test you will have a handful of minutes in between each event uh so ethan says so he bought the advanced military prep program first week of it. He had bronchitis, so he had to take a break. Uh, that yeah, that sucks. A lot of a lot of stuff going around. A lot of respiratory stuff right now. So um, yeah, it's all right. 
you'll you'll bounce back. Yeah, look at Tony. He's I was gonna say I was actually because I was I went home for Christmas, um, so I was not feeling peak physical fitness because uh, I went back to Buffalo, New York, is where I'm from. We got hit with a huge storm, so I was just like locked up in my parents' house with my brothers and my sister, and uh, for four days, driving van snowed in, um, and. <laughs> I just ate nothing but food and drank beer and that was it. So I was not feeling my best when I came back from my vacation. Okay. And I came back and I was like, I was, I was pretty, pretty pumped to get back to the gym. Um, even with the new year's Eve crowd. And I woke up like the day I got home and, uh, I was like, man, I'm sick. Let's go. I'll, I'll just rest a day or two. And, and it's been a week. I had like a flu. Um, so on the bright side, I think I have lost all the Christmas weight because I've been so sick. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to get back in the gym. But resting when you're sick is always better than not. I will say, you know, um, I'm, I'm leaning back out. So, you know, I got a, a little bit of a dad bod uh, for a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm back in the full swing. I'm almost ready to start taking pictures again so that'd be good he's about to start classes in like five days so that's <laughs> we'll see how that keeps going yeah i know school school's rough um was rough so yeah so anyways uh let's see uh josh nick says are you guys typically are guys typically non-selects because they're awful teammates was it usually pretty obvious why guys were not selected um so at rasp um yeah so there are you're definitely going to notice like the the there are going to be a couple people that are probably uh it's probably very apparent like those dudes are probably not going to make it um and they're going to get peered pretty poorly uh but you can also get non-selected for things like um yeah Mistakes at the range, especially like negligent discharges and things like that, those are going to really hit you hard. So if you if you ND uh, negligent discharge at the range or something like that, you'll have to go to the you'll have to go to the board at the end, um, no matter what. Essentially, um, any kind of like accidental or negligent discharge, you're going to have to go to the the board, stand in front of the board at the end. Um, and that goes with regiment too. So like if you ND at any point. Um, then you can get kicked out of the unit for that. So yeah, unless you're doing a desk pop, then it's no big deal. But um. <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you that story of that uh, the time we were at? Uh, I was at um, what they call it. NTC. I think we we were still calling it WLC, the Warrior Leader Course. I think now it's BLC, basically. BLC, yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, it's a school you go through to get promoted to sergeant. They send. Uh, I had already gotten promoted to sergeant, then they sent because it's kind of like the check the blog thing for regiment guys but anyways you get mixed in with all sorts of people from different units and so there's a guy that we were in the field from a different unit and he was like elsewhere in the army i can't remember what units uh, probably third id but um <laughs> sorry sorry third id oh, this third id is gonna put us on blast <laughs> you're like f this guy dude but uh no this guy was a special case okay this guy was a special case so we were messing with him That's it was me and daniel uh no no don't, don't listen I mean, a little bit, but it was me and Alan, all right, me and Alan, uh, from, uh, Alpha, you know, who it is, but yeah. anyways, um, 
we told him, uh, we said, dude, have you ever done a desk pop? Me and him kept doing uh, the other guy's references, by the way, all through the school. We're like, have you ever done a, uh, he's like, have you ever done a field pop? And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, your first time in the field, you got to do a field pop. And, you know, he has a BFA. It's not like a live round, but anyways, we keep hyping it up. It's me and Alan. We're like, yeah, dude, everybody knows. It's like, you got to do a field pop. Because it was like, he told us his first time out. So anyways, he's like putting this thing up. And he's about to pull the trigger. We're like, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. So yeah, he was going to do it, dude. It, it, it's scary because that's like a the course you go to to get promoted to E5. <laughs> the sergeant, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, back to what I was saying. Anyway. Um, before we talk about Daniel bullying people more. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Even though, but even if those things do happen, there is a board at the end of the course where you'll have to stand in front and... and um, Kind of go through this board to see if you're going to recycle get non-selected completely day one recycle stuff like that so it also can depend on how you present yourself at the board as well um because you, you'll there are going to be people that don't get along that aren't necessarily you know it doesn't mean both of those people are not good rangers or won't be good rangers they could just not get along not everybody gets along um so sometimes they'll, they'll be able to identify all that kind of stuff at, at the board um yeah so yeah, there there are going to be a, a couple people that you're like, Bro's not going to make it. Like it's going to be like day three of Rasp. You're going to be like, I don't think this guy's going to make it. It's just, you know, so and those are the guys are probably going to get peered pretty low. Um, and it does suck because sometimes those dudes actually do pick it up, but it is hard to kind of wash that first impression for some people. Um, so, but if they do pick it up, like the cadre will recognize stuff like that more so, um, and that's what the, when the board comes into effect um so yeah it depends honestly there's a, a wide variety of reasons why people get non-selected um i mean i've i'm when we were there someone's uh clearance didn't go through so like they graduated and their clearance wasn't approved so they got that way um, yeah because of something that happened with their paperwork that it wasn't just wasn't finalized yet um so yeah, there's a billion one reasons why you could be non-selected. Uh, I don't think that the non-select percentage is really that. Uh, you're going to fail out. Most of those guys are going to probably, even if they would be non-selected, a lot of those guys are going to fail out for other reasons beforehand. Yeah. Um, and same same goes for Ranger School. So like, um, you know, I, I, yeah. So it's you can have a peer heavy though, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, very very peer heavy in Ranger School, and sometimes, you know. Um, you have to make sure, you know, going back to the what the guy said before, um, in a way, I'm careful with saying this because I don't want like a bad, I don't want to sound like bad PR, but in a way, you kind of got to spotlight yourself a little bit. Like you got to let people know you're there for them. You're putting on a show a little bit. Make sure people know who you are. You know, don't just you can't gray man in Ranger School. You got to make sure people know who you are. And really, in a way, I mean, people are going to be pretty out of it, but I mean, you gotta almost in a way make friends to the point of, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, that guy was looking out for me, you know. So kind of you're you're being legitimate, but you're also make sure you put on a little bit of an act just just to sell yourself. That's what I mean by sell yourself. Um, so sometimes you want to be a little more over the top with it so that people know, hey, I know that guy. Because really the way it works, the way peers work, they want is it, they peer. you want them to know that guy though for something good. Good, good, yeah, good things. Yeah, so, um, you know, rank people the way that peers work is you'll go and you'll write 
all the people in your squad, you'll rank them from top to bottom. And there's times whenever I was doing my peers where if I didn't know somebody that well, you're going towards the bottom because I don't know them. I'm going to put people I know and people I've interacted with towards the top. Like, oh, that's a good dude. The guy who is an asshole, maybe he goes a little lower on the list, you know, but <laughs> I always try to be fair. I'm like, well, he's an asshole to me, but he's a good dude. So, you know, um, but other people, it's going to be, yeah, that guy's an asshole. He's at the bottom. You know, so, you know, uh, make sure you're nice enough to people, I guess. But, uh, you know, get the job done, but nice enough. So, I don't know. Yeah, there was guys who, if I didn't know, they got put towards the bottom, though. Unfortunately, you just don't know who they are because they weren't, they weren't, you didn't interact with them as much. It sucks because maybe that guy did what he was supposed to do, but just. So, uh, the, oh, this was a good comment, by the way. Z says, uh, good content and good for old former military as well. So, that's really cool. We kind of like with our podcasts, when we have guests on, when we do these live, a lot of times we go through an arc where we talk about, you know, military prep. We also talk about, you know, uh, post-military life. We like to give people kind of the full spectrum, like, oh, here's what you need to know going into the military. We talk about what the military experience is like, but then we also talk about the back end. Keep these things in mind, because if you look to transition, these things happen and things these things happen. We talk about our day-to-day life now, so we like to kind of give those full spectrum full spectrum there. So we're not just here for the guys who are going through MEPS, like we're here for, you know, veterans. We're here for guys doing other goals. We're here as a fitness podcast, as a nutrition uh, advisement podcast. So um, I'm glad I'm glad you're saying that. That means a lot. Yeah, guys are in right now too. Plus some of the people that are talking about getting option 40 is like they might be done in four years. So like that information will help them in a couple of years when they're looking to okay. transition out as well. So Missouri says uh, off topic, but TLR shirts came in. They look fantastic. That's awesome. Which one did you get? Um, um, our merch, our merch is doing pretty good. There, there's, um, there's a lot of. I've, I don't even know I've this one's a, on there anymore. Uh, we'll put, we'll put it back up there. I think I put it back up there. Um, no, not now. I'm a part of a elite club that only has the the old school stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, we're gonna be the OGs. Also, I'm, um, I had to rock the Bills on top of it today. Uh, Wild card weekend playoffs this weekend, guys. So. Nick's not here. I think he's the resident Dolphins fan, but um, that's who we're playing in the playoffs. Okay, okay. That got exciting. Going to smash him. Good. Um, he's been giving you a lot of crap this entire time, so that would be the ultimate show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yep. It's going to happen, too. It's going to be... No, but it happens. We're live streaming the next day just for him, right? Well, I'll probably have a couple of beers. I'm not sure if I'm ready to live stream the next day. I'm not usually on my best the day after a playoff game, but... Dan and Jay get crunk live um ah he got determination over motivation that's my favorite shirt Ooh, dude yeah that's yeah yeah shirt. I designed that was that. your that's my your thing that was my my design i love that shirt he got the bomber jacket too which i need to get myself dude the bomber those. jacket's nice i need to get myself okay. one of those I, my, I, I need to do an order of merch i haven't done one lately my pops got the um i think it, yeah the bomber jacket and he also got the um uh the track suit i think it was both of those turned out super nice like yeah. Um, we got a yeah, bunch of I, stuff I in the store. Happy. I need to go purchase, make some purchases. Yeah, I've been I've been really happy with the way the merch is turning out. Um, you know, before I we always said it was our bane, but now we got a bunch of good stuff. I need to put up a bunch of rash guard designs just so you guys know. I have uh I have some really good um designs that I'm looking to put on rash guards, so I'm looking to really expand that. 
I know those rash guards were a big hit, but really they needed more things going on. Some of the rash guards, so I pulled them down. I'm going to throw more stuff on it. I got a better blueprint. I'm going to throw all those back up and then plus some. So it's going to look really good. Really excited about that. Oh, also I found, um, I'll go ahead and announce this too. I found like tan t-shirts, tan t-shirts, some like greenish uh, t-shirts. So we'll look to put more like military undershirt type stuff um, for, for all military branches too. Because um, that's what I want Train Like a Ranger to be as well. I've always talked about it. Like, of course, we're going to cater mostly to Ranger, but we want to be prepped for the entire military and also fitness goals outside of the military. We're, again, we're qualified fitness professionals very uh, very intelligent there so we can do more than just military prep but um yeah. so i'll have gear for everybody pretty soon uh the hoggy says bro what would your name be if you had a spartan suit master chief daddy but what would be yours jay good things mm -hmm. um all I could think about was when he said that if you were a Spartan, it would be like the scene from Star Wars where <laughs> Leia says, you're a little short to be a stormtrooper, aren't you? <laughs> like, you're a little short to be a Spartan, aren't you? Um, oh, man. See, I feel like not everybody gets cool names, though, because like in what was it in Reach? They're all just they're just call signs like Noble One, Reach Noble Two, so Noble Three. Noble that was six. the best game. Best Halo game. Uh, People yeah, got to vote. Reach, right? It's got to be Reach. Yeah. Man, I remember the, the last the last mission where you're... Oh, spoilers, dude. You're, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Nope. I didn't say anything yet. I didn't say anything yet. But if, if you haven't played it by now, are you, are you really cool, dude? If you haven't played I mean, it, go play not Reach. cool, but... <laughs> Go play Halo Reach if you haven't. It. It's a great game. Phenomenal. Oh, man. Um, uh, Josh, but, oh, did we answer this? Did we? You just skated by that question. Yeah, sort of. I don't. What am I? I feel like you, it's just a call sign. I feel like you don't get a name. I think Master Chief just got a name. I don't know why he got a name because he was the only one left. They were like, oh, I guess we'll give him a different name now. I, his name's John, though. Yeah. So Master Chief just says rank. That's not a name. The Master Coach. Not a rank. I feel like they don't have names. I because I'm I'm the coach, dude. So I'm Master Coach. <laughs> Why are you rubbing your face like that, dude? It's... Um, Josh Nix says, "Were you guys terrified on day one of Rasp?" I was excited, actually. I was pretty tired, to be honest. We woke up really early. Um, <laughs> I was really excited. I was a, I was, I had nothing else. Like, it, it, I would say I went in the military at the perfect time in the sense of. I had nothing you know. else. <laughs> All I had was rasp. Okay. <laughs> I was it, dude. I mean, I had a, I had like a. Daniel the liar. No, he was definitely nervous. The problem is the all first nervous, day, you, you are terrified because the first day is the PT test and all you hear is dudes getting 41 and all this stuff. So, yeah, it's very nerve wracking. It, so it is nerve wracking. Yeah, you get slammed it, with a, a layout. And then also a critical event on. Well, 
and what we always were always trying to figure out what was going on so and, and it's a it's an important part of the process but we were always huddled together like hey do you think this is going to happen do you think this is going to happen like what do you think that's going to be like of course we did that but i was excited to be there it was it was there was excitement and there was definitely nerves so, so yes i guess i guess there was yeah it's pretty terrifying um and there were there were some scary cadre um, yeah, that is true. The, the the bear man, you know. Yeah, there are some. There were some scary cadre. Um, yeah, those dudes. Those dudes. Um, somehow they keep cooking them like that, dude. Like, I remember the dude with uh You remember the guy with a Superman tattoo on his calf? Yeah, I don't even remember. I his still name. remember that he we was so Sergeant huge. Superman. He was Sergeant Superman because he was he was, he was huge. He, like, was he was definitely. Like- he was built Connor. like Henry Cavill Superman. He was on he was huge, dude. He was putting more things in him in himself than Liver King, dude. Like that dude was <laughs> that dude was that dude was juice to the gills, definitely dude, for sure. He was he was he actually wasn't that scary either. He was pretty mild mannered. Uh yeah. For out of all of them. But yeah, like he was built like Superman. Dude was yeah. a monster. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of guys like that. I remember at that at that point in time. Then they started cracking down a little bit on the on the roids. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, dudes are still pretty Listen, pretty jacked. But I, I, um, anyways, once upon a time, it's old news. But uh, yeah, I mean, dudes were massive. I remember, man. But yeah, they're scary. It was scary. Yeah, I guess it's pretty terrifying. He always tries to like act like it's no. It's it's he was scared. We were all scared. You're like standing on the rocks. You have no idea what's going on. You're standing there. Like, and then you come out, you get smoked, and then it's like the intervals are not consistent. You have no clue what's happening. You just don't want to get dropped on day one. I remember being stupid. nervous for the layout because I remember the layout was like a big thing. Oh, because we're getting range rushed, dude. Because everything, everybody needs to lay out everything the right way in the same way. But like, it's not like we knew the way going in. So like, you're learning the way together as a group in real time getting absolutely crushed yeah it's pretty scary yeah um yeah yeah it was it that was, was tough and they break you off i mean they do break you dude, off yeah that is something rushed that is i will put i will put money on that like yeah i know there's a lot of military banter as far as like oh we're better we're better we're better as far as physical fitness i would put money on ranger regiment being the most fit unit across the military i mean fitness is they they crush us like they crushed us in everything um so that is that is the staple of a ranger i think that's why it ties so good into into um you know motivating a brand because Rangers are definitely the most fit unit across the entire military. I remember in phase two of RASP, like I would wake up in the morning, be like, just get through this two hours and the rest of the day is easy, dude. Like our PT in the morning was so hard. I was like, dude, that was the thing. Yeah. And I was, so I actually, I got med drop for pneumonia. So I was like real sick. So I was like, all right, I just gotta, I just gotta make it through the two hours in the morning. Okay. And then I just, I remember, Sergeant Chim, right? Sergeant Chim, I'm saying that right. Uh, he w- he was a professional Muay Thai fighter for many many years. This guy was a very tough man, um, and he he was from wh- where was he from? <clears throat> uh, Laos. Laos, yeah. Uh, I mean, he grew up just in a hard life, and this guy was an animal. 
he would say he would take us on these people. He was super nice through the rest of the day. He was actually pretty cool, like very, super. He wasn't even necessarily mean during PT either. He just <laughs> broke us off. Like it was like that two hours of just pure hell. Um, he wasn't even tired. Yeah. yeah. And he'd get done. Like, he's like that. That's my warm up. He wasn't even tired. It, it, like <laughs> it wasn't a joke either. He's like not even sweating. Like it was. Yeah. I guess on. Yeah, Rats is tough. Yeah. Rats was tough. I think and it's on scared. sub six minute miles, probably five and a half minutes or whatever. The case was. Yeah. Um. Oh, Shane Kelly says, have you heard anything about new privates being sent to Ranger School right out of Rats? I have heard of that ish. Um, I have not been able to confirm. I also don't know how many people they're sending, but I have heard that like the top people um, have been getting a chance to go straight to Rainer School. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Is it though? There... Is that what you want to do right after? Honestly, <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a certain point, though, at least, dude, everything would be done. Yeah, I would say I, I. You know, we've said before in a lot of ways that would make things a lot less confusing in the culture. You know, you just. Just put everybody through all the things right ahead, and then you can have your bureaucracy after. Oh, this is the it would almost be easier, now. probably because like you're like well, when you're kind of in training, like there's nowhere else to go. So like when you go to ranger school from your unit, it's like oh, you could just be home. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like if you went straight from Rast Ranger School, that you just still don't have a home yet, anyways. So it's like whatever. I'll just I'll get my home at the end of this. You know I mean? Right. So there's no nothing to really go back to because like if you failed or quit ranger school at that point you don't even know what happened to you you'd be in i don't know what they would do with you so like i don't know where you'd go so it would put you in like a worse spot um yeah i mean if if you are going as an option 40 you get the opportunity i would recommend it yeah um I'm going to kind of cherry pick uh, here because we're getting closer to, I think we're at time, aren't we? Uh, Yeah. I mean, might as well write it out now. I don't know what Instagram does with its life. I got like through two more questions. So Ethan Smith says, bro, did you shave your massive beard? Um, Yes. And everything I said before about growing patchy facial hair was clearly the joke, probably. Uh, Josh Nick says it's hard to think about all the regular guys who make it when you see all these monsters, especially when I'm a five seven midget. Well, listen, Daniel's right there with you, but me and Daniel made it. We're relatively I'm five nine. I got I got two inches. We're uh, somewhere. Um, <laughs> like we're normal dudes. Like I'm a normal guy. Um, yeah. Even at my peak, like I was. I was nowhere near looking like some of those guys. Like there are a lot of monsters, um, but that yeah, doesn't. Some of that comes out to genetics too. Like there were dudes that were like bigger than me that I could match, even like weights in the gym and stuff. But like I'm just not built to be big, just genetically. Um, so for me to put on size like they would, it would be very difficult. But I can lift heavy like they can. Um, like at my peak, like I was benching 300 pounds, and you'd look at me and be like, "No, you weren't." I just it just was a bunch of training and stuff. So like you'll get stronger and stuff. Like you'll start to match those guys, even if you don't necessarily look like them. Um, 
and that's yeah. fine. I mean, it, it's you want to be able to be functional and you want to be able to do the things, you know, as much as you want to be able to look like that guy to you. Uh, you know, that's not the most important part. Yeah, and, and really, there was a guy. There was a guy. I want to say, was he, I mean, he was he was a short guy. He was probably, I mean, literally five five one maybe. Um, I want to say he was like five one or five three. I mean, he's somewhere in there. One. Um, yeah, I mean, he was a short guy. I uh, I don't know if you remember him because he was in he was in uh, Alpha. He was a combo guy. He was a he was a short guy. Um, don't. But anyways, I mean, he could do all the things he was supposed to do. But yeah, he was he was probably the shortest guy I've ever seen there. But yeah, he did did great. He was a actually a very likable dude. And, you know, he's a a good personality. Plus, and, and, I mean, our buddy, um, I'll say his first name, Zach. He's a small dude. He's a, he's man's a monster. Yeah, fit, very fit. Yeah, dude is a monster. I mean, he was outlifting me. I'm, I'm just, I had, I had. 40 pounds on that man some days like he's yeah, a monster it, there's um there was uh i actually read this uh i had a guilty pleasure i used to read the Dra jack reacher series um and the guy talked about so he was like a army mp and he was talking about the special ops guys he's actually talking about rangers by the way fun fact but he said he was like talking about fighting with them and uh he said that they were smaller dudes right so He's like, they're squirrely, but they're smaller dudes. So he was using his size to his advantage or whatever. Uh, anyways. Um, Mind you, Reacher in the books is like 6'9". So yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. very few people bigger than him. But what he said kind of resonated a little bit when he talked about um, special ops guys. He's like, yeah, they want to be smaller because the way they got to move, the like criteria they got to hit and they got to carry each other and move fast. And um, so he's kind of explaining it. So, you know, I thought that, you know, um there's a little bit of a flex or something um but uh anyways yeah there's probably maybe some truth to that in the sense of you're gonna see guys who are typically like i said we we saw monsters when we were going through maybe because a little bit of uh special sauce <laughs> once upon a time but uh you know actually a lot of guys do end up getting bulkier as they go through but a lot of guys as they're going through the initial pipeline you're gonna see guys who are more um i don't know uh compact i guess in a lot of ways um but there are monsters as well so i, I guess it's kind of a mixed bag but you're seeing a lot of you know guys who are probably 150 pounds to 180 pounds somewhere in that range and yeah um, my biggest big guys and my biggest in regiment i was six foot uh like 195 yeah um and that was the like the biggest I've ever been. I mean, that's the most I've ever weighed. Um, and I was a lot of work went into even getting me up to 195. Um, but yeah, a ton of guys are are built uh, more, I guess, modestly than some of these dudes. Like, not everyone's looking like Sergeant Superman. Um, now there are going to be some <laughs> some for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, my first FSO was also a monster. Um, you remember Z? Kevin Z. Yeah, no, he was massive. Yeah. <laughs> he was built like Reacher, essentially. Um, he was a monster. But yeah, there are gonna be big dudes, but like, you know, you need to be able to do the job, you need to be able to do it well, you need to be able to excel. It doesn't really matter what you look like in the mirror. Um Exactly. Yeah. I, I, we get a lot of questions you, on but it we get a lot of questions on stature. Um and th this is this is weirder to me now as a as a martial artist too, because um you know, especially with like jujitsu, like 
the size component really gets negated um, whenever it comes to that kind of thing. So, you know, I quit thinking about that stuff as much, you know, um, as far as like, you know, when guys bring it up, I, I forget, you know, going into the fitness world, like a lot of guys, they just want to get big and bulky. Um, whereas my criteria over the years doing martial arts was just becoming technical and efficient. Um, so it's kind of interesting to hear these things get thrown up again, like, oh, do I need to put on a bunch of mass and stuff like that? Um, you know, really, it's just about uh, the criteria. Again, it's not just about physique, like how your stature, how tall you are, or how much you weigh. It doesn't really matter. Can you hit the, the performance criteria you're supposed to hit 100%, you know, um, and then some, right? Uh, can you do that? That's what matters. So, you know, if you're doing our program, of course, you're going to get all the physique stuff that you want. Um, but the big thing is the performance. Can you perform? You know, so whenever we're prescribing stuff like, oh, do this, do that, you know, test yourself, really look at some of those parameters we're asking you to do and try to hit those things. What you, what you laughing at over there, Tony? <laughs> I'm laughing because you said uh, prescribe yourself and then you said test yourself and just sounded like it was a coded way to like subscribe prescribe someone testosterone boosters that's all i could think about <laughs> no, when you said it like no, no 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 don't 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 uh, get us in trouble like that. subscribe <laughs> test for yourself no no no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey what's that one shirt where it's like it's like um uh, uh trend hard, trend hard and never yeah. get uh, give up um, test yourself that was it test yourself trend hard and never give up yeah. <laughs> um but yeah even like on your when you said like martial artists and stuff like football players for example like they have goal weights that they need to meet for like to play at and a lot of dudes need to lose weight because it helps them play a little faster um because like you're at, like when you add weight to your body like you're adding weight for that you have to move like that's how weight works um yeah that's why like heavy set guys like when they lose weight like they're some of the strongest people ever because they've been carrying around extra weight so now they cut some of that off and they can move like crazy heavy weight um so when you add more weight like say you you know put on 20 pounds of muscle like yeah you're gonna look bigger but you're also gonna be heavier and it's gonna hurt your runtime sometimes you'll see a little bit of a decrease in your run times and stuff like that so and you're, you're, you're saying something that I, I, there's, there's a lot that goes into this. You can actually break it down a lot. That's why I put out this muscle fiber video where I talk about how training impacts things differently. So you got to think whenever you Super put on size, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> why would you tell them that? Um, but the way that you train, it, it influences the way you perform and typically the way that you look, right? So typically how somebody looks is how they perform and things like that. So, you know, you got see guys who are really um, massive, they're training more of uh, a muscle fiber that is very powerful, but their efficiency isn't like, you're not going to see them do, you know, go as long. So, well, that's a know, little, but yeah, it's an oversimplified. There's more to it than that, but well, there's um, also middle grounds. It's not like you're either a bodybuilder across there. So I'll give you an example. So whenever I was boxing, my, my boxing coach told me quit lifting heavy with your arms. We need to speed up. You know, so, you know, we did, I did a lot more lightweight type um, when I would lift. It was more, a lot more lightweight, higher reps um, because those are the type of, you know, um, muscle fibers I'm trying to train. So that was the, in activating the right systems, right? So 
Um, that's how we wanted to train. So we got away from lifting heavy as much and it was a lot more high volume type stuff, uh, battle ropes and, um, you know, punch outs and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of bag work. So, uh, actually I quit lifting as much with my upper body. Um, so, I mean, you'll see in certain sports, they'll ask you, like, you'll start seeing stuff like that. Now there is, there's a way to mix things in and here's where I'll get boring. So I won't talk too much about it, but periodizing your training is a way to lead into a well-rounded thing. So anyways, I, I, I won't nerd out, but that's where I'll stop. Yeah. There are ways to put on size and not lose all of that as well. So, but if yes. you're like really, really heavy bulking, you're going to start to lose some of that. Like when I had, uh, that certain Finley on the airborne instructor. Now he's a bodybuilder and he says like his run struggled. He doesn't do a lot of um, Olympic lifts. Cause it's, he, it's not, he doesn't want to lift so much functional. He wants to lift heavy. So like he right. loses some, some gains on his run times and stuff like that um, yep. because he's so heavily focused into bulking into that bodybuilding style of workouts um, that, but you don't have, it's not, there's not only two sides of the coin. Um, it's a very, right. There's a lot of in between. Um, the video explains this very well, by the way. It, it, it's a good reference to as well as you know, what we're saying here. It's all right. Trainer hmm. talk. Trainer it is, talk. It is a fibers. trainer talk. Um, all right. Are we wrapping this up? We went 15 over today. I know. I've, I got one question that I'll hit good. real quick. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. GA says, did you guys see fun. lots of uh, guys utilize strength and conditioning coaches and nutritionists and regimen? Um, it just started kind of being a thing, um, when we sort of got there into when I left and then when Daniel left, um, who did we have on? Someone was on talking about utilizing that angel. Well, it was angel. Yeah. Angel. Yeah. He said that he worked Cortez, really, really yeah. closely. Um, and I think that it really kind of blew up sort of in that like 2015, 2020. Well, yeah. I mean, on. we, we had great, um, uh, dietitians we had um trainers we had uh uh help me out physical therapists we had um we had some really qualified people and there was through my time there there was a guy who would give classes to the team leaders he was uh he was what i am now a certified strength and conditioning specialist who would give classes to the to the team leaders he's like all right here's how fitness works he's talking a little bit about exercise physiology all right here's how you should you know simple enough for ranger team leaders but he would you know talk about fitness <laughs> those if those ranger team leaders could read they'd be really upset yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know like he, he gave classes so it became more of a thing they started realizing like oh the way we train is important you don't just run yourself in the ground you know like there's a better way more efficient way to do this so that's sort of get implemented more my time there, so I'm my sure, team sure didn't, the years. he didn't attend those classes, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, he skipped, he skipped all those. Didn't he? Uh, I hope he listens to these podcasts. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, that's great. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm I'm good. Cool. Well, this has been a good episode, guys. It's good to see you guys live again. Just say, um, it's been a while. We we went a little long because it's been a little while with the holidays and yeah, so it's really bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll keep you guys engaged with uh, content and we'll announce whenever we do the next one of these. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you guys are awesome. You guys out there training, uh, keep crushing it with the programs. Be sure to send us updates. We, 
we absolutely love the updates. It keeps us going. I mean, really, it, it, it is mind blowing to me to think that something that, you know, um, you know, those programs that um, the programs and the advice that we provide is impacting real people out there doing real things. So it's, it's incredible to us. So thank you guys so much for supporting the brand and being awesome. So um, you guys be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com where we have workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, uh, informational content, and as always much more on the agenda. So you guys out there training, uh, continue crushing it. And remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger. Have a good long weekend, guys. All right. See you guys.